we're still deciding on Wednesday nights what we're going to do, but I, what we're running into is we still have people that can't or um, won't come still, and we don't want them to miss out. It's a different situation than normal, and so we're going to probably keep live streaming on Wednesdays. We kind of wanted not to do it on Wednesdays so we could have some, some intimacy and, you know, just ha- make people get here, but at the same time, during the summer, there's people on vacation. Uh, several people that are gone this week asked if it was going to be live streamed so they can watch it where they're at. So it's a blessing. Amen. Don't forget, we also have the podcast as well. Um, so tell people about that. Share the messages. If you ever hear a message that you want other people to hear, you can tell them YouTube. You can tell them Facebook. But if anybody didn't have that, they've got the Internet, and they can share it on, on the podcast, which is just vwotexas.com. Amen. How many have seen the show Undercover Boss? Let me see your hands. If you have not seen the show Undercover Boss, I would highly recommend that you watch it. Uh, I, I, it's one of my favorite shows, and it makes me a better person every time I watch it. And I, and, I, and I wish so many times I could be that owner, and I could sit down with those people and, and bless those people like they do. But just in case you've never seen one, I'm just going to lead into tonight's message with, a, with an example of one Carl and I just watched. And uh, it, was, it was a company I've never heard of called Foreman Mills, which is like a big uh, store, clothing store that they go into neighborhoods that are uh, low income, and they make the stores there, and they sell clothes really cheap, and then they give lots of jobs. They said every time they open a store, they give 120 jobs to the community. And so this guy had a real heart, and I always like it when it's the founder of the company. Sometimes it's a CEO, but I love it when it's the person who started it from nothing. And so he's going into his company, and he's doing what they do. In case you've never seen it, is they, the, 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 the owner or the CEO of the company changes the way he looks. He puts a disguise on. Sometimes it's better than others. And they go in, and they go to different stores, and they act like they're an employee or they're in training. And so they're dealing with all the different aspects of warehouse or the store or different things. And so the, the, the owner is listening to his employees talk about, how his company is run, and how good it is or how bad it is, and all these different things. And one of the things I love about it is there's always going to be negativity. How many know that? So there's always going to be people and employees. And I don't know how much you know, they edit or how much they show, but there's always going to be employees that will talk bad about their company. They hate their job. It wouldn't matter what job they were at. They would hate it probably. And they talk bad, and you always know they're not going to get any blessings at the end. You're like, well, they're jacked. Then you see these other employees who they don't know this is the boss. They don't know it's the owner. And they talk good about the company. And and not only do they talk good about the company, it's more than that. This particular guy in this last one, he was the maintenance guy for the store. So he has to do all the ugly work. He has to do the cleaning the bathrooms. And he has to fix things. And and he said every time he'd go in the bathroom, it stunk because people would, like, literally just pee all over different places in the bathroom. And... And he said, he said something so powerful to me, and this is going to lead into what I want to talk about tonight. He said, when I, when I do my job here, and, and he was an alcoholic who had been set free. Obviously, not, he didn't say those words set free, but he was an ex-alcoholic. He had been homeless, and now he had this job, and he was thankful for it. And, and he was probably raised in that neighborhood where that store was. But he said, I work at this job. He said, I'm not, I, he said this isn't the job that I really want, but I work at this job as if it's the job that I want. And so there was an attitude there and a choice that he made that he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard here as if this is the best job in the world and it's the best paying job in the world and everything's perfect. So he had a choice that he made. And so the show goes on, and at the end of the show was one of the biggest blessings I've ever seen. Sometimes they'll pay off their car. Sometimes they'll give money for their college tuition for their kids. They'll do all these different things. And this guy... He sat down with him. He was really impacted, the owner. And he said, I, I want to do something for you. Oh, there's one thing I left out that was important. He, because he was an alcoholic, because he was homeless, he would go on his own money at different times during the week. And he happened to go that day. And he took clothes from the store, from his own paycheck, and went to a homeless shelter because he had been homeless. And he wanted to give back to where he came from. And he went into this homeless shelter, and he was giving clothes away to these people from his own paycheck, from his own money. And so that really impacted the owner, really blew the owner away. So they got to the end of the show. He talks to all the other employees, and he gets to this guy at the end. 
And he says, because you had such a heart for, out, for he even said the word outreach, he said, I want to put you in charge of an outreach uh, in, our, in our company, and we're going to give you $30,000 to go to the, back to these homeless shelters and do stuff. And so the guy just lit up. He was super excited because what he was doing by choice, because he wanted to, got blessed for something that he wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he wanted to. It was a choice. Then, on top of that, the owner says, you told me you were homeless, and I want to make sure you are never, ever homeless again. He said, I'm going to give you $250,000 to buy a house. How many are jealous? Hey, Amen. He said, hey, that would pay off my house. He said, I'm going to give you $250,000 to pay for a house. And, and I just followed it up today. That owner gave him that money. He made a choice every day to go to work and work at his job as if it was the job he wanted. He went in outreach to those people because he wanted to give back. And because he made those good choices, good things happened to him. Now, how many know tonight, not every time you do those things and everything, everything you do right doesn't mean you're going to be guaranteed a house or any of those things, right? But what I want to say tonight, I want to talk about choices, human choices. It's so important to understand how important our choices are. Decisions we make every single day affect the next day, affect things. that Today we are a product right now, right this very moment. The situation that you are in has to do with a lot of the choices that you've made. Think about it. How many have ever heard the saying, you, you made the bed, you got to lay in it? And, and good or bad, right? That can be both sides. It could be good or bad. It could be both. could have a little bit of both. But what we're dealing with a lot of times in our life is, is because of choices. And then we look at our world, and I started thinking about this this week, how there's so much stuff we don't understand, so much bad goes on, so many things that God gets the blame for, so many things that the devil gets the blame for. And how many know a lot of times it's neither God nor the devil, it's us? Does somebody say amen? It's us. We make these decisions. We make choices. And I want to get into that tonight. And we're going to look at Deuteronomy in just a second. But let me give you one more example. Uh, here, here's an example, just, to, just so you can follow the line that I'm on. If you study, you've got an exam, okay? How many are thankful like me tonight that we don't have an exam? Some of you might still be in school. You study for an exam, and the, that's the choice. The consequence of your choice is you get a good grade and pass because you studied. Or you could choose to cut class and not study for the exam. That would be your choice. And then you fail. How many are with me? See, I'm, I'm, I, these, are, these are everyday things. I'm going to go over here, some examples here. But in life, God gives us choices. And so many times, we make bad choices, and we want to give, we want to give God either the credit or the blame for the consequences. Amen. Don't we? Aren't we good at doing that? We make a choice, and then we get mad at God, or we give, him the, or get, or we give the, devil, the devil credit, however it works, for something we did as a choice. Here's another one. You play PC games at work instead of working on a big work presentation you're supposed to work on, and you get fired. That's the consequence. You, here's a good one. You decide to buy something. Your choice is you decide to buy something that's out of your budget. That's a choice. Your consequence is, listen closely to this, too much month at the end of your money. Amen? You spend money you don't have, there's too much month at the end of your money. Here's another one. You go to apply for a new job. You make a choice. I'm going to go apply for a new job. And then the consequence is you might land the interview. Then you make a choice not to prepare for the interview, and you bomb the interview, and what's the, what's the consequence there? No new job. How many are following me? So we make choices, and we have to understand there's consequences to them. This is a great understanding that God wants us to have as believers tonight, that, that we are responsible. Amen? There's a grace there that God gives us. Meaning there's a lot of times that we do get unmerited favor from God. How many understand that? Do you think we don't deserve it? We made a bad choice, but His grace covered it up. But what I want you to understand is there's a lot of times we are facing things because of choices that we made. 
Here's the last one. You, you make the choice to come to church tonight on Wednesday nights. And the consequence is you get to hear God's word. Good choice. Everybody that came tonight made a good choice. Everybody that's watching online or listening on, on the podcast made a good choice. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15, and, and watch what God says. He says, see that I have set before you today life and death. Okay, that, that's backwards for some reason. I'm not sure why it looks like that, but it's to test me to know, see if I know the scriptures. It's, it should say, I have set before you life and death, good and evil, okay, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways. So God's giving us a choice though, right? How many know we don't have to walk in God's ways? He says, I'm setting this before you. Every day you wake up, you have a choice to serve me or to deny me, to live for me or to live against me. Every day you wake up, how many know when you wake up you have a choice? Pray, don't pray. You have a choice every day. Get in the Word, don't get in the Word. You have it every day, choices, choices, choices. And he says, I just set this out before you. And what he's saying is, here's, here's the outline I want to give you if you want to be successful. If you want to be successful, follow it. So he says, walk in his ways, keep my commandments, my statutes, my judgments, for what reason? What, what's the consequence when I keep his statutes? What's the consequence when I walk in his ways? What's the consequence when I keep his commandments? What does the Bible say happens? I will live and I will multiply. How many know God's word doesn't lie? How many are following me so far? Consequences. The choice is follow his ways, love your Lord your God, walk in his ways. And he says if you'll do those things, you will live and you will multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Keep reading. But, everybody look at someone next to you and say, but. There's the flip side of the choice. But, if you turn your hearts away so that you do not hear, that's a choice, and are drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them? Did, 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 does God make us do those things? No, we choose to do those things. He says, I announce to you today that you shall surely what? Perish. God's real straightforward with this. Okay, y'all with me? It's good scriptures. Do the right thing, I'll prosper you. You'll live. You'll be blessed. You make the good choices, I'll follow you. I'll help you out. You start making bad choices, don't blame me. Why is all this happening in the world? Why is there coronavirus? Is God letting this happen? Is God making this happen? God's always, like I said, God and the devil get the blame for everything. Or the credit, whichever one it is. They get it all. And God's sitting there saying, I didn't, I didn't cause this virus. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't. You did. Because I set for you way back in the Garden of Eden, that you just not touch that tree of life. And that's where it all began. Here we are thousands of years later, we still have our tree of life every day. We have to make the choice. He says, obey me, do my commands. And, and sometimes we wonder, man, say, man God, why, why am I having so many problems? Why am I struggling so much? Well, this is a good message for you. Because you're making bad choices maybe. Or maybe you're not seeing the fullness. Maybe it's not that you're living in misery, but you're not seeing the fullness of what God wants to do in your life because you're not making the right choices. Now watch this. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. And watch these last two verses. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you. Now here's the clarity of I have set before you life and death. Okay, right? Everybody see that? Who chooses if we get life or death? We do. We get it. Now, we're not talking about life to be born. We don't have a choice over that. But once we're born, for the day going forward, God says, every day you wake up, you need to choose life over death. Amen? And he says, I've set this before you, blessing and cursing. 
Therefore, what does he say? How many know, how many have got common sense in this place? How many know common sense can't be taught though? You either got it or you don't. Ask the Lord to help you. Get common sense. He says, choose life. Duh. That sounds like a duh thing, doesn't it? Like, really? Who would choose death? A whole bunch of people do. We, we blame God for everything, and we're the ones that choose death. We're the ones that turn away from God. We're the ones that make bad choices. He says, I have laid it out before you. I'm not going to make you a puppet. I'm so thankful God gives us free will. So thankful He gives us a choice. Human choices. And He says, I lay it out before you. You choose. And then He goes, just in case you need help. Just in case you don't understand the 50%, 50-50 here. In case you want to call and get a lifeline. You don't know what to do. Choose life. It's better. It's better, right? Duh. But how many people do you know that choose death? Why do people choose death? I don't know. But they do all the time. And so he says that both you and your descendants may live. Watch verse 20. That you may love. He reiterates it again. Just in case you didn't get it the first time. Choose life, and that means love the Lord your God. Obey his voice. Cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. That you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give them. Leave that verse up if you would. Father, I ask that you anoint your word for the next few minutes. I ask that you touch us and speak to us. We feel your presence tonight. We know you're teaching us something. You're ministering to us tonight. Lord, correct Convict, comfort, challenge, change. Build us tonight on this Wednesday night service. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house tonight. Anoint your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Watch it again, that you may love the Lord your God. Obey his voice. How often should we obey his voice? All the time. How many know every day we have a choice? How many know some days we don't? How many know some days we don't get up and pray? Some days we don't get up and read the word. Some days we don't make the right choices. Some days we don't do the right things. And I mean, no, those days don't go well. They just don't go well. But when you get up in the morning and you make a choice, you know what? I'm going to get up a little earlier. I need to spend some time with God. Instead of trying to squeeze it in, trying to say, it's always funny when we say, man, I'm going to get up tomorrow. I can see some of you already. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. But you're going to get up at the same time you got up today. How's that going to work? Hello? How's that going to work? you got to make time. you got to say, I'm going to get up earlier. I'm going to spend some time with God. And here's a really good, uh, some really good advice. Get up early enough that you don't have to be hurried. You could actually spend some time there and not have to worry about looking at your watch. Amen. What's more precious, sleep or prayer? It's a choice, right? He says, for this is, and then he says that you may cling to him. I love that. Cling to him. How many want to have a better relationship with the Lord tonight? Where you truly cling to him in everything. All right, the truth is, we make wrong choices. That we've established that, right? We make bad choices. The world makes bad choices. Everything we're in right now in this world is because we made it this way. Right? Come on. We can blame all the politicians. We can blame everybody in the world, but we got to start understanding the world's the way it is because people make bad choices. And what the problem is with bad choices is it's a heart issue. And we're going to look at that tonight. Peter said, he said in Acts 7.51, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did you do also. Now, I'm not calling you stiff neck tonight. Amen? Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you that there's an attitude that can happen and a, and a heart situation that can get in our lives, and we can get to a place where we start making bad choices. And here's the thing. You don't just wake up one morning and all of a sudden start making bad choices day after day after day. It's, it's, it's a slow fade, the Bible says. It's something we have to really watch. It's something we have to really be careful of. He says, there's a heart situation. Now, I want to look at Judas tonight. How many know who Judas is? Let me know he's a good example. 
How many know how Judas ended? Most people know how Judas Iscariot ended. So I want to look at this real quick. I just want to use him as an example. And, and I already mentioned the Garden of Eden, how they started off, and they made that bad choice. But watch this. Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 27. Here's the end result. If you could go forward and see the end result of your life. And one of the reasons I love Undercover Boss is because it's a good picture of, of our lives. Someday, how many know we're going to stand before the CEO? Amen? Actually be the CEC, the chief executive creator. Amen. <laughs> we're going to stand before him, and we're going to look back on those, those, those screens and those videos, and I always think, man, when they say something derogatory towards that owner, I think, boy, they're going to watch that again on that screen. Oh, they're going to wish they hadn't said that. And, you, and then you see the embarrassment. And, and then a lot of times, most of the time, that owner is very redeeming. He doesn't hold it against him. Very, very rarely does someone get fired, but sometimes they do get fired on the job and, and they don't get any benefits. But I love that because it shows every choice that I'm making has a consequence. Amen? Good or bad? And so Judas, verse 20, chapter 27 of Matthew, verse 3 says, Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned. Now the reason I'm going over this is this is interesting because there's a lot of people, I want to stop right there for a second. It says, seeing that he had been condemned. A lot of people think erroneously that Jesus made or God caused Judas to, to betray Jesus. That's not biblical. That's not God's nature. It, it's, 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 it, believe it or not, it's a teaching. It's a doctrine. Where we, and we've talked about this before, and I don't want to go too deep in it tonight, but it's actually called predestination. Where we're born, and, and basically the belief is, and the teaching is, is that God already has predestined who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. Already, he already, it's, it, how many understand there's a big difference between him knowing who's going to heaven and going to hell, because he's God, and him choosing that Judas would go to hell. I just don't like Judas, and he's going to hell. How, does that, how, how, how much does that contradict the scripture that says, I wish that none would perish, but all would have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. And so it's not biblical to believe that, that God just chose Judas as, as a chess piece and that he was doomed and damned to death the day he was born. God did not do that. That is not God's nature. We can't blame God for those things. When we stand before God, church, at the end of all ages, there will be nobody there but us and God, and nobody will be responsible for our actions except us. Amen? Just me. My wife won't be there. My daughters won't be there. You won't be there. It'll just be me and God. And I'll have to be responsible for my choices. Judas will have to be responsible for his choices. So here he's mentioning a, a foreknowledge, but not a predestination. And so he says, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and, and, and elders. Okay, so we see that he got caught. I mean, oh, everybody admits it all of a sudden when, they're, when, when they go to jail and they stand before the judge. All of a sudden, yes, I'll, yes, yes, judge, I did it. I did it. Why do they do that? They want less of a sentence. Right? Kids, your kids, they, yes, I did it. If you'll admit it to me, I'll, I'll only give you three spankings compared to five. If you'll tell me the truth. I'm going to come clean, right? So Judas turns back to 30 pieces of silver because he had already been caught. He says, I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he, drew, then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And here's the, air, here's the air of choice. What did he do? He went and what? Hung himself. What could Judas have done? He could have gone back to Jesus. He was already halfway there. He gave the silver back. He admitted he was wrong. He knew he had made a mistake. 
Instead of going to the tree and hanging himself, he could have ran to the mercy seat of Jesus. And he could have said, Jesus, I am so sorry I betrayed you. Would you please forgive me? And Jesus would have forgiven him. He could have made a different choice. Let me know some people, some already in eternity, who made some bad choices. Hurts. Every one of us in here have people we know who are already in eternity. They've made bad choices. It's hard to even think about it, isn't it? It's hard to even think about where they might be or where they probably are. We always hope for the grace of God. But we make choices, church. So I tell you tonight, always make the choice to run to the mercy of God. Always make the choice to come clean. Always understand that God is a God of redemption. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. Amen. And He will forgive us, the Bible says, if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. Make that choice. Don't believe the lie of the devil that you've gone too far, made too many mistakes, or anything like that. Go to Jesus. How do we know that that's the case? I'm going to go on to one more thing here and finish in a second. How do we know that's the case? Didn't Peter do the same thing? Peter, Peter probably and on, all honestly did worse. Why did he do worse? Because one of the things that Jesus says in his scriptures is, if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my Father that's in heaven. But if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my Father that's in heaven. And, and Paul later on says that verse, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter was ashamed of Jesus. He, he, he betrayed Jesus as well, but he betrayed him in a way of disowning him. At least Judas said he knew who he was. Peter actually said, I don't even know who you're talking about and and I don't know if he cussed, but he was close to cussing the third time. But that little girl, he was mad, angry. I do not stop. He basically said, stop accusing me of knowing that man. So he did worse. But what was the choice Peter made? To repent. You know what's going to cause the great revival that we want to see in this city and in our church? is the spirit of repentance. Where people say, I am sorry. I'm done. I'm not running anymore away from God. I'm running to God. I'm going to stop trying to cover up my stuff and start exposing it to God and being honest with Him. I'm going to come clean. I'm going to make right choices because I know that my choices have consequences and I know that God wants the best for me. Without taking too much time on this, go to John chapter 12 real quick. I want you to see the flip side of Judas. Why did Judas make those choices? Why did Judas go and hang himself? Why did Judas ever go and betray Jesus? Because Jesus had a, or Judas had a heart problem. Tonight, here's the meat of the message. If you have a situation that you're dealing with, and God is dealing with you on it, you need to repent. You need to come clean. You need to say, God... I've been making some bad choices. And what the devil wants you to do is keep making bad choices. And what God wants you to do is stop making bad choices. And start making good ones. Look at the heart of Judas in John chapter 12. The Passover came, verse 1, and Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And there was a, a dinner given in his honor, and Martha served, and Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. And then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped His feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of His disciples, Judas Iscariot, and watch this, who was later to betray Him. Because we know this story was already over. The Bible was already written objected here's the heart of Judas why did Judas hang himself why did Judas not repent because Judas didn't deal with sin when he needed to deal with it he didn't deal with the heart that was wrong what did Judas say why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor 
That sounds right. That sounds like a good, good answer. Hey, why, why is she wasting this perfume? But see, that wasn't his heart. That was his mouth. It says it was worth a year's wages. Whatever you make this year in your job, imagine that being poured out on Jesus' feet. That amount. He says, the Bible says, he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he would use the money to help himself that was put into it. And, and then Jesus says, leave her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. How many see where Judas' heart was? In the wrong place. So we see the end result of Judas hanging himself and turning the 30 pieces of silver back and we see there's no... We don't see, I don't see everything the Lord's speaking to you, and you don't see everything the Lord's speaking to me. But how many know when, when Jesus said, leave her alone, and he spoke those words, leave her alone, how many know the Holy Spirit conviction could have hit Judas right there? And he could have cut him to his heart, and he could have, most likely, as a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit did deal with Judas right there. And say, you've got a heart issue. We don't know what was said by Jesus outside of the text of the Scriptures, but it's very likely, how many know the Holy Spirit's always working on us? It's very likely that the Holy Spirit was speaking to him and saying, you've got the wrong attitude. You wanted that money for yourself. You don't care about the poor. And the Holy Spirit would have said, stop and repent. Might have even told him, you're heading down the wrong path. You're heading down a dangerous place. But what did Judas do? Obviously, now that we know the finished result, he ignored that and he kept making bad choices. Human choice. Amen. Let's end in Psalms chapter 1. I want you to go to one more chapter with me. Psalms chapter 1. How do we work on this? How do we work on this, church? How do we get to the place where we're making the right decisions? Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And this goes back to Deuteronomy chapter 30, this verse right here. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his, in his law he meditates day and night. Amen? His delight is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And what is, does this sound like Deuteronomy 30? Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in that judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Human choices, church. Amen? You want the blessings of God tonight? You want the prosperity of God? You want the peace of God? You want the joy of God, the fulfillment of God, the love of God, and all these things, all the blessings and benefits? What does he say to do? Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the path, or in other words, hang out with these sinners or sit in the seat where they're mocking and talking and speaking. Get around people who like to delight in the law of the Lord, like you are tonight. Get around people who will lift you up and encourage you and say, don't say that thing, don't speak that thing, don't do that thing, because that thing you're speaking and saying and doing is going to come back to bite you someday. Because God sees everything. Can I get an amen? Our choices have consequences. So make good ones. Every day. And this is why the gospel is so powerful. Because God can get a hold of a man or a woman tonight. And he can say, you're the one I'm talking to. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be. It could be something horrible. Someone in this place tonight could be living a horrible lie. Someone in this place tonight could be living a double life. Someone in this place tonight could be living in sin and just, just about to just pound the doors of hell open with what they're doing. Or you could be here and it's not even a sin thing. It's God saying, listen, I want to use you more. You've got a greater calling than this. 
I want to put an anointing on you that's greater than what you have now. So I need you to get some of these things out of your life. I need you to start making better choices. And like we always say, if you've made a bad choice, follow that bad choice up with a good one. And then follow that good one up with another good one. And then follow that good choice up with another good choice. You will find yourself on the right path when you find yourself making good choice after good choice after good choice. And God is not against you. He's for you tonight. How many believe that? Amen? I know that every single one of us, if we're in our right minds tonight, want the blessings and the goodness of God. And he says, choose life. Choose life. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, thank you for your powerful word. Thank you for helping us be reminded tonight of the power of human choice. We're in a wicked, messed up world tonight, God, and it's not your fault. Your plan is perfect. Churches, you're praying tonight. I want you to get that if you don't get anything else out of this message. God's plan is perfect. If something's wrong in this world, it's not God. If things aren't the way they should be, it's not God. God is perfect. God's plan is perfect. The quicker you get that understanding and the quicker you walk in that revelation, the quicker you'll see the blessings of God. God is in control. Who am I? Who am I? I wasn't there when God spoke the stars into existence. I wasn't there when He put the borders of the ocean as He speaks to Job. I wasn't there when He, when he spoke over the, and hovered over the, the darkness of the waters. Who am I to argue with God or think that God's making a mistake? God's plan is perfect. If things aren't going right in my life tonight, I need to look inside and say, God, help me with my choices. Help me with my choices, God, because I know that you're a God who, who has set before me today life and death, and I choose life. I believe everyone in this place tonight is choosing life because we believe that God is a good God. How many all over this place tonight have never chosen life in your decision to follow Christ? Whether you're sitting in this congregation, listening on the podcast, or watching live tonight, or watching this recorded later, how many could say, Pastor, I've never made the best choice of my life to give my life to Jesus. God sent His Son, the Bible says, down from heaven. He came down from heaven and left His glory. And His choice, I already quoted it earlier, was that He said, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that whosoever means anybody, that whosoever means a murderer, a prostitute, a liar, a thief, that whosoever means a backslider, that whosoever means anybody who will call on the name of the Lord, it says whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have ever lasting life the choices we make tonight are going to affect our future they're going to affect everything that goes in our lives going forward let's make good choices and that those good choices start with giving jesus lordship of our life how many could say i've never said the prayer to make jesus lord of my life would you just lift your hand all over this place say that's me pray for me tonight i want jesus to be lord I want to put him first. I want to make sure he's everything. You're watching by podcast. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you. You're watching tonight on, on YouTube or Facebook. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you. It, you will not be able to stand before God and say, I didn't know. Romans chapter 1 says, without, by creation alone, man stands without excuse that there is a God. God loves you tonight. He has a plan for you tonight, and His plan is to prosper you. His plan is to bless you. His plan is to, for you to spend eternity with you. He said, I go and prepare a place for you that where I may be, you would be also. I want to say a prayer tonight on this, in this service for this podcast, for this live stream, and I want you to repeat this after me. Church, say this with me tonight to help those that are listening and those that are watching because somebody out there tonight is going to say this prayer and their choice of giving Jesus Lordship is going to turn their life around. Jesus, 
Thank you for salvation. Thank you for giving me the choice to choose life over death. I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, forgive me tonight for my bad mistakes, for my wrong choices, for my rebellion, for my stiff-necked decisions. Jesus, forgive me for all my sins and wash me clean with your blood that you shed on the cross. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart Jesus is Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for mercy tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise tonight for those who said that prayer, those who made that decision. Amen. Let's stand to our feet on this Wednesday night, church. The presence of the Lord is here. He's been there here since we came in. Choices. You want to have a good marriage? You got to make choices every day. Every day. Every day you got to make choices to love that spouse unconditionally. You want to have a better relationship with the Lord? You got to wake up every morning and say, Lord, I'm going to spend time with you. Lord, I'm going to listen to your Holy Spirit when you convict me. Lord, I'm going to listen when you tell me to go left or to go right. I'm going to obey your commands. I'm going to meditate on your word. Amen. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again tonight. It's, the, it's one of the most truest things we could ever think about. Nobody's going to be in heaven that doesn't want to be there. And nobody's going to be in hell that didn't put themselves there. God does not send people to hell. We do. We send ourselves. And God does not take people to heaven. We get ourselves to heaven by believing and obeying what His Word says. He, he wills, the Bible said, that everybody would go to heaven. And so, so everybody says, well, why doesn't He just make everybody go to heaven then? Because then we don't have free will. It's not how it works. He says, I've laid it all out before you. I've, I, I said, streets of gold are before you. I said peace and joys before you, happiness. And some people, unbelievably, still choose death. Human choices. This is a, this is a, this is a message, church, that we've got we've to get right. We've got to help people. Your neighbors, your friends, your family, you've got to let them know it's human choice. It's human choice. So make good choices tonight. Where are you at? What do you need to make choices about? What do you need to change? What needs, what needs to be adjusted? It's a good night to spend some time in the presence of the Lord. It's still early. It's a good night to spend a few minutes talking to God, saying, Lord, speak to you. I might have already spoke something to you. The altars are open. Find a place at your chair. But don't stand around and watch. Just get alone with God tonight. Spend some time with Him. That one verse said, cling to Him. Cling to Him tonight. Amen. You and you alone and I and I alone will stand before God. We'll answer to God for everything. and Nothing will be by surprise and nothing will be by mistake. Let's worship. Let's pray. Let's spend some time with God.
Come on, let's make that decision tonight. No turning back. No turning. I have decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. It's a decision. Oh, I decide tonight, Lord. behind me Let's lift our hands in this place. The cross before me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. I won't go back. No turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me. Saying again, no turning back, no turning back, no turning back, no turning back. Come on, let's give him praise one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You, you are so wonderful, Father God. We thank you above all, Lord, for allowing us to be here on Wednesday. Much needed. This was a good message. It was wonderful. I love it. I love how Pastor said, you know, we have that tree. You know, that tree that's it's that fruit that's, that God does not like us to eat. You know, it's not pleasing for him to see us to be watering this tree that produces fruit. In our life that does is not godly, you know, especially when we're dealing with it in a way that, you know, it's in our own um, state of mind. Um, it's a commitment without compromise, you know. We have to have it, commitment without compromise, you know, growth. I thank you. I thank you, Pastor, for this message. It was good. Um, I'm going to pray y'all out, but before, after that, I'm going to exit y'all by section. Dear Father God, we thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to come into your presence, Father God, to be here, Father God, to grow spiritually, Father God, mentally, Father God, and we ask you, Lord, to keep on examining our hearts, Father God, reveal anything and everything, Father God, and bring it to the surface, Father God, so we can deal with it in your way, Father God, so we can be right in your eyes, Father God, each and every day, so we can produce good fruit and be able to lead the ones we love and the ones that you have placed in our path the right way, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Y'all may have a seat. Okay, section one, you may, you may leave, thank you. Nice seeing y'all guys. Mm -hmm. 
middle section. I, I believe both. <laughs> y'all, y'all making it difficult. <laughs> y'all making me nervous up here more than I am. <laughs> nice seeing y'all, though. Love you guys. Section three. You may leave the building. Love to see y'all. Glad to see y'all. God bless y'all. Thank you. 